been good. I've been busy. And, you know, I think with everything going on with COVID, we're all trying to understand what the new world order looks like. And mm. I'm seeing news reports about COVID winners and losers. I'm not really sure what that means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want any business to, to, to lose in this process. Mm. But, but those businesses that were well-structured, well-disciplined, uh, reasonably capitalized. Right. Yeah, it's... We'll make it through COVID. Absolutely. Those businesses that were not, big or small, will not, uh, i.e. all the bankruptcies, all the bankruptcies we've seen um, and, and people trying to blame it on COVID. Yeah. COVID's, COVID isn't the reason you went out of business. Mm. COVID may have been the final straw, mm. But it isn't the reason people are going out of business. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely a crazy time for sure. So, um, yeah, once again, I'm extremely appreciative uh, yeah. that you're taking the time. So, thank you. I actually watched an episode of The Prophet today, so I'm ready to go, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right, let's jump in and get going. All right, sweet. Um, so, uh, Marcus Lemonis, everybody, CEO of Camping World, star of the CNBC reality TV show The Prophet. I'm extremely thankful to have him on our show today. Um. So Marcus, thank you again, man. It's a it's a complete honor. Um, so the first question I had for you was, um, you know, I, you know, it seems like you had a very like interesting uh, college background. Uh, you majored in uh, political science and minored in uh, crim- criminology. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, That's right. And uh, you know, did you ever think, Marcus, that you you know you'd see yourself running a billion dollar business and and you know doing what you're doing today? I always did. In fact, I, I always was an entrepreneur as a kid. I had a lawn business, a candy business. And, you know, truth be told, I chose a path in college that I thought was the path of least resistance because I was so distracted by other things. You know, I had a, a T-shirt business while I was in college. I was bartending. I was on the track team. And I always found that, that my mind wanted to do more things. And I knew I was good at math. Mm. Uh, but I knew I needed to hone my skills in other areas, but you know, truth be told, I picked majors that I thought, um, would make the process easy for me. Um, number one and number two, I wanted to learn about something that, that was different. Mm. And, um, yes, I took a couple accounting classes and, oh. <laughs> and most people, yeah, I know right? most people, but most people assume that I was a business major. And um, some of the better business people in America are good at business because they're good at common sense and they understand people. Mm. And when you look at my uh, my high school years, my college years, and my years after, they're always really rooted in trying to understand how people think and how they function and how I can get them to think differently. And it's... Um, it's really the art of communication and the art of negotiation, not the art of manipulation. And there's a big difference yeah. no, um, between all those things. And so, yeah, my life, my life has had a lot of turns. Uh, but to tell you that I'm surprised where I am at today, I'm not surprised, but I'm definitely grateful. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. I mean, so, but, you know, is that why you stood pat with uh, political science in college? Was that something that, that was of interest to you or... Did you ever think about business or? I think about political science for a couple of reasons. One, you know, there's always a history component to political science because you're trying to understand what people did right and what they didn't do right in time over history. Mm. And politics for me 
are really nothing more than understanding the human psyche, listening to them, and being responsive to them. Mm. That's essentially what a politician, by definition, is supposed to be, right? Mm. Yeah. Not not uh, not in it for you know all the reasons why we, we frown on them. It really is the art of understanding how people think, why they think the way they do, and how to understand that every single person that you meet mm. is going to be different. And it was really like the art of, of understanding the chameleon yeah. that political science gave me. And that, that may be, um, I have a lot of weaknesses and a lot of faults mm. and a lot of you know mistakes that I made. One of them is not um, under, uh, my lack of understanding of people. I really do understand how to, how to maneuver and how to adapt to different people. And that may be the single skill that, that my mother and the Lord blessed me with. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, it's, it, you're killing it, man. You're killing it. Um, you know, what, one thing, one thing I want to ask was, what was your bit, the biggest challenge in that time frame for you? I mean, uh, you know, for college students, right? Like just listening to your story, it sounds like you had to make a lot of sacrifices, you know, you know, going from, going from what you intended to be your major into a totally different field, you know, and, and believing in yourself maybe when, when others maybe didn't, like what was the well, biggest sacrifice? I, th- I don't know if I had sacrifices. I think I had struggles and there's a, there's a difference between the two because I, I've always had a roof over my head and education, food on my table. And so, you know, when I, when I meet people that are truly sacrificing, uh, because of, of, of racism or bigotry, they don't have an opportunity because of gender inequality. They don't have an opportunity because they come from, you know, a, a, a tougher area. They may not have the resources. And so I, I never, ever, ever really feel like I sacrificed anything. I was very blessed. Mm. But I had my own struggles, like, Absolutely. like everybody does, right? And my struggles were really rooted in severe depression, which mm. I, I, from time to time, suffer from today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suffer from terrible anxiety. And oddly enough, and most people don't believe this, I really struggle with self-confidence. Mm. Mm. And it's something that I'm open about. Because um, self-confidence isn't the answer to being good at business. Mm. Understanding what you're not good at and and honing that skill and practicing and, and surrounding yourself with people, that is the key to business. And I always knew that there was a lot of things that I wasn't good at. Well, how was I going to counterbalance that? Right, right. And so that's that's really where you see a lot of my philosophies rooted. They're rooted in my own insecurities. Mm. Mm. And my own frailties. Wow. Yeah, no, thank you so much for sharing that. So you, would you say that is, you know, like a, a big part of, to your success is just, you know, self-awareness, I guess, in a way? And... Self, self-deprecation. self mm. That's awesome. And and really understanding that, that you can be confident and there are moments where I am. And you can and you can, um, you know, be can have conviction and passion about things. But at the end of the day, I feed off of other people's energy. Mm. I feed off of, like all of us do, their affirmation, mm. right? That's fuel for me. Mm. And I struggle with rejection. Right. That's fuel for all of us. Mm-hmm. And so it definitely inspires me. And I think about my own business, Camping World, today, which is a public company. And I, yep. I, I, I deal with the stock going up and down. Is that a vote for or a vote against? Are they voting for me? Is it economic? What did I do wrong? What can I do better? How do I fix it? How do I take responsibility for it? And I have found 
in more recent years than not that the mistakes of any business, whether they were mine or not, and I mean that literally, they're always actually mine. Mm. Okay? Mm. And so if I make a mistake in business or I let somebody make a mistake in business, I think the piece that I've learned is owning that mistake, acknowledging it publicly, uh, 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 really having having a self-assessment on how I can do better, mm. and then getting back up and trying again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, with entrepreneurship, like, once again, thanks so much for sharing that, you know, like, uh, uh, you know, going through that entrepreneurial process, especially for this younger generation, like, anxiety, depression, all those kind of things do come into play. Um or self or, or issues with self worth. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, re- I really appreciate you sharing that. So, um, it, you know, just going off of that, I mean, would you, what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, maybe it, to, you know, someone who is stressing in college or, and, you know, trying to stay patient during these crazy times, like what are, what, what would you tell your younger self? You know, that's always a, um, that's always a really tough answer. Cause I, I'm, while I'm not, perfectly happy with who I am today and I always want to get better I am who I am today because of the things that I did in the past mm-hmm. and so maybe the only advice maybe the biggest piece of advice I would give myself is um, probably uh, that's a really good question I would say probably be a better listener. Mm. Mm. And I'm still not great at it. I'm not either. <laughs> I could be better too, man. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's really good. Um, but when I but when I really try and I, I focus on it, like I make a conscious decision to shut up and listen, mm. I find that I learn so much more. And I think, I think that sort of fill of learning more uh, makes me hungry for more, mm. and so it becomes a bit of a self-regulator. But I, I would say, be a better listener. And I was probably too materialistic as a kid. And when you when you struggle with self-worth, and you struggle with anxiety, and you struggle with the things that I did, you sometimes sometimes try to cover them up with material things. Mm. And I learned that that succeeding in business and putting uh, putting results on the board. And I don't just mean financial, but putting results on the board, that should be enough. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, do you feel like you've definitely applied those lessons, you know, in the show, The Profit as well? I mean, you know, it, displaying that leadership in front of a large audience. I mean, do you, um, you know, is that something um, you're proud of? There's moments that I'm proud of. Uh, but one of the benefits I have in doing the show is I get to watch my own behavior and become my biggest critic and learn when a reaction to somebody wasn't right or trusting somebody wasn't right or not trusting somebody wasn't right. Right. And I can almost get my own report card. It's like, I, I don't know how much luckier one person can be to do business on television and to see the results of your decisions and expose yourself mm. for everybody to see. Yeah. The good and the bad. Mm-hmm. And it was always a very vulnerable place to put myself because, as you know, 
the show doesn't always end with unicorns and rainbows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. No, totally, totally. So, I mean, you know, that, that was another thing I was going to ask you is like, how do you decide which businesses to help, right? And in, in during that moment, right? Like, I like to, I have to like, it really all comes down to my affinity towards the people. Okay. So, so that, that was one thing I was going to say, like in terms of, you know, in the production, right? If, if it's, if they feel like it's an entertaining thing, right? And you have a conflict with, um, you know, the owner of the business, will they try to keep the show or are you like, all right, that's it. I'm out. Like if you don't, if you don't agree with the person or you don't uh, agree with their values, um, you know, like the, the tie between being entertainment and, 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 you know, liking a person, it's, I feel like it's a tough, um, yeah, it is tough. There, there's one moment that I could think of specifically, and that was a company in Southern Illinois called Rages, R-A-Y-J-U-S, okay. where the um, entrepreneur uh, openly and honestly admitted that he was a racist mm. and sexist mm. and a pig. And he happened to be a radio disc jockey. And normally I would stay, you know, and do the episode with him. But in that moment, first day I met him, I left. Wow. I left. And so uh, entertainment value never trumps the lesson that I want for young people. And Mm. as I've gotten older, and I'm still a young guy, but as I've gotten older, my greatest accomplishment in life has been the value that young people see in how to do a handshake how to be kind, Mm. this notion that you can only be good in business if you're aggressive or mean, it's just not true. And so I, I, do I, do I live that way all the time? I'm human. Mm. So we know what the answer is to that, right? (laughs) I I don't, I do the, I I do the best I can, but I make mistakes. I make knuckleheaded decisions. I say the wrong thing. Sometimes I think the wrong thing sometimes. And all I could do is try to get better. And that's all I want for people. Like there's no silver bullet that any consultant or radio show or TV show or book or professor, there's no magic bullet for anybody. Right. Absolutely. It has to be their own, but they have to be willing to, to uh, acknowledge their frailties. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, last couple of questions. Cause I know you probably have to go, um, uh, going off of that, uh, what would you say is the most challenging episode or business that you had to resurrect? Um, and you know, was there one that comes to mind or do you have a favorite? I mean, I, I mean, I feel like the toughest, yeah. the biggest challenge is probably your favorite, right? Well, you know, um, the, 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 the unfortunate part of the show is that it only captures a period of time. Mm. And that period of time is the easiest in the life cycle of that relationship. So if I shoot for eight or nine days with one company and it seems hard or easy, no matter whether it's hard or easy, what happens after is always infinitely harder than what happened during. Mm. Relationships fall apart. People lie. I change my mind. I make a mistake. They make a mistake. Somebody steals. Somebody sues me. Mm. Like it just, it, it's, it's sort of, there are moments where I scratch my head and say, like, what am I doing? Right. Absolutely. Like, this is, what am I doing? This is just ridiculous. Right. But I realize that one bad apple can't ruin the whole bushel. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, I feel like that's very well said, you know, it's because, you know, so it, not everything on camera is raw, right? Like, it's usually a little bit um, post, like, is it? 
it, like, is every interaction like a live interaction, or is there some where it's like, okay, cut, and then, you know? No. No, it's, um, it, what you see is what you get, which is why the show isn't pretty. Mm. Like, people always say to me, God, I wish you guys had better cameras or better editing, and it's like, I, that's not how life works. Right, right. Like, it's just, um, uh, there's no, there's no take two and, and, and unfortunately there's no take two. Right. Because maybe I would redo my decision in some cases. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, you sign up or you shake somebody's hand and sometimes even against your better judgment, you try to go through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but like any relationship in life, they don't all work out. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they did, then then I should then I should be in a different business if everyone worked out. Yeah. I should be like a, a swami or something. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I mean, in the show, I mean, is there a trend of what you've seen to be the most successful entrepreneur? I mean, you've worked with so many businesses and owners. Integrity. Mm. That's the common trait of success versus failure. Integrity. Period, end of story. Nothing else to talk about. At the end of the day, we can all overcome a website that doesn't work or customer service that isn't good, or a sales process that needs to get better, or, or redesigning or re-engineering something. All of that stuff could be done. Mm. You cannot change the spots of a person who doesn't have integrity. Wow, I love it. I love it. You cannot. Um, and then last question for you. Are you more proud of the impact you've had on the automotive industry or um, the reputation you've built um, on the profit? Wow. I would say that if legacy ended up being the most important thing that I needed to pick, and you said to me, what do you want to be known for at the end of the day? Mm -hmm. I want to be known as the guy who gave people a chance that nobody else would. I love it. It's awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, All right, my man. Thank you so much, and uh, uh, great job in what you're doing. Yeah, no, thank you. And uh, if you ever need help, I'd love to volunteer. And, you know, I'm always here to support you and and keep doing what you're doing. So thank you so much. Thank you, brother. All right, thanks again, Marcus. Have a good one. Bye-bye.